to be back after uh what a crazy week man when you when you go west and come back and like lose that day it's crazy man it's- yeah it was uh it was an adjustment for sure but yesterday was good because got back into somewhat of a routine obviously it's still a little hectic with jules being home and being sick but uh we're making it happen we're adapting adjusting and overcoming and back on the east coast time zone so somewhat back in the swing of things but no excuses still getting to the gym still getting to work doesn't matter get better amen to that better um nice job holding down the fort yesterday i was uh, shay and i uh, did a virtual workshop for our friends at the closet factory we had 50 designers who uh, joined us um and it was super cool super informative they asked good questions uh, they got good answers. So it was, it was fun. It was really cool. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things that proves out that you can do this more often instead of pulling 45 people together in one place. It's easier for them to join where we were and do that. So I'm actually doing one in two weeks for them too, sort of a spring tune up, if you will. So good. Shout out to our friends at Closet Factory. You mean to say that virtual training is the way of the future? Oh, my you God. You don't it's say this. Revelation. revelation. <laughs> so, uh, um, anyway, uh, lots of good stuff going on in the world. Um, I'm speaking today at lunchtime at Morton's in... Uh, the Noodlebergs uh, are on the stage today. In Palm all different areas. So they're a sold-out event, man. They like, called and said, uh, hey... Uh, please don't bring any more guests because uh, today I'm bringing Nancy Stelway and uh, Josh uh, will be joining us. Um, so it should be uh, Josh Vandegriff will be joining us at Morton. So uh, I've never met Josh in person. So this will be a first. Nancy, yeah, I love that. He's a friend and a client. And so lots of good stuff coming up. So busy, busy day. I'm taking the train. I'm doing Ubers. It's plane trains and automobiles and all good stuff. A um, couple of shout outs. Uh, one is to Chris White. Uh, condolences for your friend. Um, I know that that's a big loss in your life and you plastered social media with it yesterday. Good job. Our thoughts and prayers go to you uh, for somebody gone too soon. On a more positive note, Michael Kublin, Mike Kublin, our friend, it's his birthday today. So a shout out to him. And then here's a trivia question for everybody. Does anybody know who Seamus Power is? Seamus Power. What an <laughs> unbelievable name. What a great name. The all names. I think, oh, I I think he's Irish. I, I think Shea. he's Irish. I know Shay knows. Anybody? I'm going to give it a few minutes. Seamus Power. Um, while you're thinking that, and while you're coming, look at Jonathan Aarons, man. There he comes. So, golfer. So listen, not only is this guy a golfer, he plays in the par three yesterday at the Masters. It's a hole in one on the eighth and the ninth. Wow. <laughs> well done, Jonathan Aaron's up with the Masters uh, oh, information. Oh, in the new so, uh, yeah, Casey, right? A good Italian name. 
<laughs> it's a it's a great Thursday. I mean, you got Holy Thursday for the people that are you know uh, that are part of the Holy Week. You've got the Masters starting today, which is obviously a great time, and uh, you just got that you know that feeling of April and spring and all that kind of good stuff going on. So before we move on to the huddle, you know, wake up music. I know you guys talked about the national championship. Still, you know the ladies, the men, it's still a conversation going on. I don't want this to pass. You know, there is a debate, which is, I think is ridiculous about Angel Reese and what she did and whatever. Guys talk shit all day long. Shit in football. Jake told me in the huddle, people were biting him and kicking him. And, you know, it's crazy, but they're giving her shit for doing this. I thought she hit it straight on. And it's maybe the top lesson that everybody can learn and why social media works. Shay, show me Angel Reese, please. So many people are talking about women's basketball. Isn't that a good thing? I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, all year I was critiqued about who I was. Nobody, I don't, yeah, yeah, the narrative, I don't fit the narrative. I don't fit in the box that y'all want me to be in. I'm too hood. I'm too ghetto. Y'all told me that all year. But when other people do it, y'all don't say nothing. So this was for the girls that look like me. That's going to speak up on what they, they believe in. It's unapologetically you. And that's what I did it for tonight. This was for the more than, it was, it was bigger than me tonight. It was bigger than me. Twitter is going to go in a rage every time. And I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I feel like I've grown, helped grow women's basketball this year. I'm super happy and excited. So I'm looking forward to celebrating in the next season. Next time, me. the next time somebody creeps in your shit, think of that. You be you unapologetically. This is me. If you don't like me, look the other way, man. Right. I mean, that, that that is, you know, the biggest hiccup, I think, to people in social media is that they feel like they have to put on a front or they feel like they have to, you know, present themselves a certain way. The idea is not to appeal to the masses or appeal to everybody. The idea is to appeal to people that are like-minded, people that think the way you do or that have some similarities to you and find more people because your tribe gets better and stronger the more people you find like that. Like, you know, part of what we talked about on the GOTB call last week was, hey, we want to grow the tribe, but we want to grow the tribe with people that fit. We don't want to introduce people into the tribe that don't belong in this group. What's the best way to do that? Find people that are like you guys. You guys know who are the people you're hanging out with that would be good GOTV fits. So to me, being unapologetically you and her owning that it, it is awesome. I did a, I'll close it with this. I did an exercise with my folks from Tao and I went around and I asked each of them what they thought their superpower was. And first girl up grinning ear to ear, she said, I don't know, my smile I said, you're damn straight. That is something you own. They each went around the room and said what their superpower were and the other people validated it. And now they concentrated on it. And I said, that's just you being you. You're not trying to smile. You're not showing up going, I got to remember to smile. That's you. Be you. And you win all the time. So great stuff. Shay, wake this thing up. I know Shay will be leaving because he's up at the breakers already uh, working with our friend and client, Jerry Latrento this morning. So Let's go.
So I, I just took notice of a couple of things over the last couple of days. And I said, you know what? We used to have a segment called Things That Make You Go, hmm, Shay, do we have that teed up? Things. Things that make you Things that make you go, Okay, so first question, things that make you go, hmm, when you go to the grocery store, do you return the cart when you are done? Yeah, I do. This is a big social media topic. There's a lot of people who have posted about this, and I've seen posts go viral about it. I do, because I think it's my responsibility to, they put the cart return out there for a reason. That's where it goes. Put it back where it goes, right? Like, And also... There's nothing more annoying to me than when I go to pull into a spot and there's a cart sitting halfway in the spot that now I got to like get out, move the cart so I can fully park in it. So yeah, I do. I put it back. So yeah, you know, for me, it's like you were taught as a kid to put your toys away, you know, whatever you take out, you put back. I I mean, to me, it seems logical. You don't even have to walk it all the way back to the store anymore. I, I am incensed when I see people just leave it in the middle. They don't even. I, 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 forget, I forget who posted this, but somebody had posted like, I'm not the person who brings the cart back. Like, I know the people that work at these places. That's part of their responsibility. I'm not taking the responsibility away from them. It's their job to do it. And I chimed in like, dude, I just want you to know. I remember working at Publix. And there was nothing about being out there in a polo and slacks and an apron that I liked about walking the parking lot in a hundred degree heat, grabbing everybody's carts that wouldn't take them back to the cart return. So it's my opinion that even though it is a part of their responsibility to go get the carts, put them in the cart return. You don't have to bring them all the way back to the store anymore, but at least put them back in the place where they go. Yeah. I mean, to me, so I returned mine yesterday and somebody was standing there an older gentleman he looked at me and he goes thank you and i was like that's what i was like right (laughs) and i was wearing my tell me something good shirt and then he goes i want to tell you something good okay cool he goes thanks for returning that he goes all the cars that get dinged because this shit is in the parking lot (laughs) there you go unbelievable fantastic so you know it's these little things somebody mentioned it here um just recent um paula bird great integrity in the small things. I didn't do that for a pat on the back. I did that because it's very similar to what Matthew McConaughey said. I don't leave fucking breadcrumbs. Those are breadcrumbs. Those are little things that you do that come back to you. So it's called respect. You're right, Kitty. Great job. It speaks to making your bed. It speaks to making the dishes. It speaks to putting things back where they belong in your house. Like it's just how you do what you do. And that doesn't necessarily bleed into every little thing that you do, but it is the philosophy that you live by and how one thing leads to another. So you do one little thing the right way and it starts to lead to others. All right, so here's another question. And it just came up this week. All four of us were on the same flight. When you get on a flight, do you pick the middle of the aisle or the window? It's strategic. It's strategic. It's a thousand percent. It's it's, it's situational. Like if it's a short flight, I want to be on the aisle because if I got to get out to use the bathroom, I don't want to have to move anybody else. If if it's a long flight, I want to be on the window because odds are I want to close my eyes and I don't want to have to wake up to let somebody else out. And I also want to be able to use the wall for the 
there he is. So uh, Jerry is our guest. Good morning. Uh, Good next morning. Friday. Good morning, sir. How are you? Yeah. Good. I uh, yeah. I I kind of jumped in here because uh, you know Shay's here with me this morning. Just want to say good morning to you guys. And uh, every day's a gift, right, Steve? We love you, man. We're so proud of you. Go up and ring the bell, man. We'll see you for Huddler in the hot seat. Say again next week. We'll see you for Huddler in the hot seat. Yeah, yeah. I look forward to your questions, Mark. So insightful. (laughs) Love it. Love you guys. Be well. Thanks, Jerry. So, um, Shay, can you take us to motivational music, please? on the board anymore i think it's me okay good luck to you sir (laughs) who knows how this show will go now (laughs) i mean and and you know what we didn't talk about this but i was impressed by bradley's ability to run the studio on the show has left my brain so so listen you want to go back to talking about bradley you know bradley is a unique individual but certainly successful in his own mind and we got in the room and went after it with each other. All of us. Yeah. He knew he was in the room with somebody else that knew their shit, sure. which was really cool. But for me, it sharpened my axe big time. Yeah. Like I, I felt good about learning from somebody else. Like yeah. I'm not too proud at my age or whatever to get in the room with somebody who figured it out and is doing something that I admire, which is the key to all learning. If they're right. doing what you what you want. What I talked about yesterday on the huddle was like, that was the reason we were there is he's doing something in the same vein of what we want to do. And he's doing it at a very high level. That's why we partnered with him. And it's why we continue to go work with him and learn from him. So the reason why I played that song is that today is national. Sorry, Charlie day. Now, do you know who that character is, sir? Yeah, I know who that character is because I avoid that character like the plague. Okay, so what is, <laughs> what is that character? It's the that's the tuna. It's the guy on the tuna can, bro. Like what? Tuna? I hate tuna. Which tuna, <laughs> like, which tuna though? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, which tuna? <laughs> you know? It's uh, is it Bright Star or nope. I don't know? It's oh, uh, Star. It's you know. Something star. Yeah, Our I can kid. see the packaging. I just know Our that kid. as soon as I see it, I avoid well, Jim, it. Jim had sun-kissed. That's sun okay. Kissed. It's star-kissed. Is star-kissed. What Great job, go. everybody. So Charlie the Tuna was uh, created uh, 1961 by Leo Barnett. And um, it's one of the most recognized characters in American 
advertising that was voted. Um, the reason why I'm talking about it today is it is National Sorry Charlie Day. April 6th each year encourages us to review rejection from a different perspective. It's a day to think about the times we've been rejected. Okay, so one of the things I talked about, and I am bullish on this, is this year I wanted to hear no more. Yeah. Now, we're a quarter in. I've heard no a lot. No sucks. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's, there's no beating it up. There's no, you know, it, it is what it is. So dealing with rejection is a very key part of being successful in life, let alone in sales. Um, you're fairly new to the game. So talk to me. What, what, what's your feeling on rejection? I have a cool, When am I no longer fairly new to the game? How many years in do I have to be for it not to be new anymore? I'm going to say five years. Five? All right. I got two years to go. Uh, or really another I'm say three. <laughs> me, which I don't know if everybody noticed, knows this. But so if you want to get in and learn and you are one to three years in sales, if that's the early part of your career, you get a massive, massive scholarship. You have a scholarship for yeah. you to the yeah. GOTB Academy. So for those of you who know people – that are in their first three years of their sales career that are looking to grow, looking to learn. You want to be able to help them refer them to us, to the GOTB Academy, which is specifically for those young people. But last week I got no, or I got rejected about as fast as I've ever been rejected. Oh, that was fast. Only like exact opposite. Like I, I've never really been in a meeting where I thought it went really well or fairly well and was like looking forward to the proposal coming. And then got no within 24 hours, like in the inbox, boom, we went in another direction. Thank you for your time. And so for me, right, it immediately goes to reviewing what happened, right? Number one, how the hell was I so far off? Like, how did I, how was I on such a different page than where they were actually going? And then the other part of it was, what can I learn from it? How, what can, what information can I get from it in order to help me? So Joey Jansen, uh, that's who this LinkedIn user is, coming to us from 212 in Jacksonville. What is worse, hearing no or the really long-weighted uh, response? Um, and he's calling himself out. Ah, listen, I would rather hear no early than have somebody drag me through the mud for three months. So I am very, very aggressive looking for the no. That doesn't work for everybody. I think... Listen, you can tell me no, not now. Sure. But don't ghost well, that, me. So that speaks to understanding me. why no, right? No, not now says, oh, okay, well, why not right now? What's happening right now? What will make the timing right? So that to me is, and I, I would say the long-weighted response is the worst because now you're stuck in my pipeline and I just want to know. I want to know if you're actually interested in moving forward or whether it's not the right fit, it's not the right time, whatever it is, I want to know why it's a no, but I'd rather have the no so that I can follow up and ask and try to get the information. You don't always get it. Some Most people, I would say, go ghost or go dark after they give you the no, they're moving on to something else. But I think it's on it's our responsibility in business development and sales to follow up a few times to try to get that answer. Why? Why? Why is it a no? What? What's? What's the problem? Where is the disconnect? What can I learn from this? Or maybe we can still overcome it. Maybe it's not really a no. 
Maybe it's a no because it was a miscommunication and yeah, we were on the wrong page. I just did this with Jake yesterday. Jake and I were working on something together that we got a yes, but it wasn't a full yes. And I want to know what, what, where the miss was. So interestingly enough, so I pulled the list of six well, mistakes that salespeople make when they face rejection. We all do it. I don't know anybody who trains on rejection. It's the funniest thing of all. You know, it's you should learn like in football, you learn on getting hit. <laughs> well, I mean, Jonathan Aaron's at or said, he goes, I'm sure you dealt with this a lot during football recruiting. Absolutely. Right. Like when you're recruiting a massive amount of kids or you're trying to decipher who you're really in the dance with, which is very similar to prospecting or creating opportunity. I got to figure out whether or not you're actually considering going to school with us. Otherwise, I'm wasting very valuable time and, and conversations that I could be having with somebody else that's actually interested in coming to school with us. So that's to me is joy. The maybe is bullshit. Right. You want to know maybe. Tell me no or tell me no, not yet. Or tell me I don't do business with bald guys. Cool. I want to know. Maybe is well, she said maybe it's a not yet. That's no, no, what no, she, well, I want right. I don't want maybe. Tell me it's not yet. Right. The maybe part of it is part of this dance. And I used this reference yesterday when I was in that workshop with people. It's a dance. Somebody's gotta lead the dance. I'm a Fred Astaire fan. Somebody's gotta lead the dance. It doesn't matter, male or female, you need to lead the dance if you're, you're responsible for leading. Right, right. So, you know, so I think people are afraid to say no. They don't like confrontation, so they back away from it. I had a situation where I'm about to do business with somebody. We talked about doing something in April. I followed up after getting back from Vegas, and the response was, hey, I'm not ghosting you. And I said, I never said you were ghosting me. That's in your head. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, you said something, you know, so I think people dump this shit. Um, it is so. Do I dare to say, give me overtime to you? Give me overtime. I think we could do that. I'm going to be late. You have to do it. Screw it. He's not here. You have to give us overtime. <laughs> no way you can do this. And we'll go to overtime. Let's go. go. I don't know man. So let me blast through these six, right? This is the first one, which is really interesting. You can't argue about it, man. If they say no, it's no, man. You right. Know, so, but so arguing is different than trying to understand, right? If you're arguing that like, no, it can't be no. And you're trying to convince somebody that's a, that it's a yes, that's arguing, right? But if you come back to a no and say, hey, I understand or I hear you. I would love to understand why. Why is it a no? That's not arguing. That's going deeper. And that's the thing that has to happen. I love it. So, um, you know, this idea that arguing, pouting, begging, uh, bartering, the worst one is bridge burning. Because why would you do that? Why, why would you, you know burn? what the commonality is between all six of those mistakes? What is it? You made it about you. Yeah. You made it about you. You made the know about you. And it's not about you, you moron. Moron. <laughs> it's not about you. It's about them. It's about them. It's about their answer. It's about what's going on with them and why that's their answer. So the more personal you take the response, the more you take it into yourself and make it about you, the bigger trouble you're going to get in. Take yourself out of it. 
try to understand them and be there for them. And you got a chance to overcome the no. You got a chance to move it to something else. And even if you don't overcome the no, you're going to learn something at least. I love it. So in, in closing, John George, which is that a new name to the huddle? Yeah, I believe it is. I don't know, John. John, John where are you coming from? Board, if we know you and we're not recognizing you, apologies. Um, but we sell the Tell Me Something Good t-shirts. They're amazing. Um, it is an unbelievable conversation starter. So just reach out to me, Mark or Shay, and we will. I'm going to say, if you go to ontheball.co, there may be a merchandise store there for you. It's coming. I'm not sure if it's alive, but uh, we're changing our email extension. We're changing the website. So much change. So much good stuff. I got to go because I got a train to catch. I'm heading north, doing a bunch of stuff. We'll be out and about tomorrow tonight. morning. Hopefully see you in Boca for the event tonight. If you're not going and you want to go, reach out to us. We still have the ability to get you in the door. Um, who is the guest tomorrow? Who is the guest tomorrow? I don't know. I got to look at the list. I think it might be Matt Williams. Oh, if it's Fro Pro, man, that would be amazing. So look forward to it following week. Jerry Latrento, great stuff. It's Thursday. Get out and kick some ass. And wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. I got to find this. Hold on. Give me. I'm up. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights. You also have to end the live. You haven't ended the live yet. Oh, you did? No, you were.